0: Is your eternal salvation secure? Pastor Xavier Reese says, Man is without excuse.
1: God is sufficient to save anybody and He holds Himself responsible for bringing that about as He is working in and through various people in control of the world. We just do our part. You're responsible for what you've heard. What are you doing about the Gospel? You have to make a decision, but the choice is yours.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. For God so loved the world, John 3.16 says, that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. But it's often pondered, does the term whoever include every and all of humanity, Jew and Gentile? Well, that's what Pastor Xavier set out to answer in this simple truth study following the example of the Apostle Peter's obedience in spreading the gospel. Let's listen.
1: Acts chapter 10, we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 48. we want to look at the whole chapter so that we can follow the progression here. The message uh, is entitled, God is faithful to save man. To understand God's fervent love for lost man... And his willingness to reach him with the gospel. We want to look at how God revealed himself to Cornelius with the gospel in chapter 10. Now God's revelation to Cornelius and Peter become the authoritative evidence for accepting the Gentiles as part of the church. Jesus had told Peter that to him were given the keys of the kingdom. And he did open up in the day of Pentecost. He did preach. And here we have Peter being used also to bring the Gentiles in. Very important. And so, the preaching of the gospel, the house of Cornelius, consists of three natural movements. We want to look at them this way. The common thread is visitation. And so we have in verse 1 and 8, Cornelius was visited by an angel. Secondly, 9 through 23, Peter was visited by the Lord. And then 24 through 48, Cornelius was visited by Peter. And God shows us how he reaches this man. A good foundation and principle for all who will hear the gospel. In verse 3, Cornelius was visited by an angel here. Notice in verse 5, he was to send to Joppa for Peter. The Greek is the middle imperative, indicating Simon, whose surname was Peter, would have a message for him. God could have preached the gospel to Cornelius through the angel, but he directed him to Peter. Because God uses man to preach the gospel. I don't know why. Angels could do a better job, but he's chosen us. This is the first step. God is working with this man. The next movement we see now, Peter was visited by the Lord. He's going to put them together. Verse 9 through 13. The time was after the angel had appeared to Cornelius the next day. And the process was that those sent by Cornelius were entering the city at the very time. Now the apostle Peter went up to the rooftop, as it says here in verse 9, to pray. The heiress indicates definite prayers. The vision of Peter is revealed to us in verse 11 and 12. He saw the heavens open. Uh, An object like a great sheep, bound in the four corners. And he saw it descending to him, to the earth. And the implication being that revelation was from God. This is an important moment in church history. The Gentile are going to be brought into the church, officially. And he and all all these kinds of four-footed beasts, in verse 12 says, animals of the earth, beasts, creeping things, birds of the air... Now, now, being a Jew, he's familiar with all this. This is uh, this is taboo. This is uh, abominable stuff. You know, you don't eat this kind of stuff. Leviticus 11, Deuteronomy 14 is a good Jew. In verse 13 through 16, we get the explanation of the vision to Peter. Peter heard a voice: "Rise, Peter, kill and eat." Peter immediately responded, "Not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything common or unclean." He didn't want to defile himself. What? God has cleansed, you must not call common. Underline that, put stars around it. Always go back to that. When you get self-righteous. The word cleanse, catharizo, is in the aorist. God actually made clean. He's not just saying that. He's actually made you and me clean. You understand? Physically, removing all sin, spot. And dirt. It's used for the cleansing of the leper in Matthew 8, 2 and 3. Morally and spiritually, free from all defile and purity of sin, Hebrews 9, 14. Now, when you get to 17 through 23, the confirmation of the vision to Peter was revealed now. And the man, at the very same time in verse 17, arrived and inquired if it was the house of Simon, and they stood before the gate. Notice how God works on both ends and brings them together. The Holy Spirit speaks to Peter to go with the men. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. And so Peter was told several things by the men, which only confirmed things a little more. They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man who uh, fears God, good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by an... Holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. What did Peter have to give them? Only the gospel. All this information was a thirst at bringing Peter to a clear interpretation of his vision. And so, verse 23, he went on the next day to Cornelius, taking some Jews from Joppa, because Why? Um, because he knows he's going to have to give an account to the Jews back in Jerusalem. Two servants, one soldier, Peter, and six Jews. Eleven, twelve tells us there were six Jews. Ten total going up there. Notice thirdly, Cornelius was visited by Peter. In 24 to 33, the arrival of Peter at Caesarea is given to us. Peter came as a servant, not a Lord. Verse 24 through 27, very important. Peter entered uh, Caesarea, and Cornelius was waiting uh, with his house, full of people. Relatives and friends were told in verse 24, uh, he was eager. And Peter entered the house in 25, and Cornelius prostrates himself at the feet of Peter. He worships him. He does obeisance as a supernatural messenger. The word worship there means to kiss the hand, a common oriental practice to prostrate oneself to the ground, especially the Persians, and even at times to kiss the feet. Peter refused to accept such an honor as practiced by the pagans. Peter lifts Cornelius up. And then the words of Peter confirm the refusal to accept him as a superior. Listen to his words. Stand up. I am the Pope. No. (laughs) He didn't say that. Stand up. I myself am also a man. Wow, somebody better call the Vatican and let him know. (laughs) But he also treated Cornelius with dignity, not as an unclean dog. Here's the evidence that Peter learned the lesson before he even got there. You understand? His preliminary remarks in verse 28 there stated the unlawfulness of a Jew coming into the Gentiles. The word unlawfulness means not only illegal, but abominable. For a Jew to keep company. Kalao. Glue. To glue oneself to the Gentile. <laughs> the word appears two times. 1 Peter 4.3 is the next one. It's translated abominable. This is heavy stuff. Notice in 28 still. He proclaimed the interpretation of his vision by God. God interpreted. God gave it. God interpreted. Simple principle people. You think God's giving you a dream a vision? Don't come to me. Go to God. And if it is God, it'll be scriptural, not contrary to scripture. You understand? He says, God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. This was the fourth step. The word shown means to expose to the eye. The apostle Peter at this very point understood clearly that salvation was for all, not just the Jew. You understand? Bingo. He hit it. And so in 29, he declared his prompt obedience, Without contradiction. He asked that they tell him the reason for his coming. And so in 30 through 33, Peter was answered by Cornelius. Cornelius told again, once again, of the angelic visitation. The time duration was four days, two days for travel up, two days back. And then he said he was fasting at the ninth hour, and then the angel appeared. He says, Bright clothing. And then the words of the angel are much the same from verse 31 and 32. That uh, were stated and then they'll be stated again in the next chapter. Now, in 33, Cornelius revealed his eagerness to hear God's word. This guy has been waiting. He was a man under authority. Look at 33. And had been obedient to the vision as well as Peter. So I sent to you immediately and you have done well to come. God works on both ends. What does he need on both ends? Obedience. He and all present were ready to hear the gospel. Listen. Now therefore, we are all present before God. Ooh. Is he calling Peter God? No. He understands who sent Peter. To hear all these, all the things commanded you by God. The errors to hear means effectively and obey. He says, whatever I hear, I'm going to obey. Why? Because he knew it was the message from God. People listen to the gospel well, I don't know if I really believe that. Okay. It's your eternity. Your choice. The gospel is to be obeyed. Not to be evaluated. <laughs> 34 to 43, the preaching of the gospel is given to us by Peter. 34 to 35, Peter declared the meaning of... Of his personal revelation. Listen closely. In 34 Peter declares that God showed no partiality or respect of person. The word truth. Aletheia means what is true in any matter under consideration. This consideration is salvation for the Gentiles. This is precedential. Okay. The word perceived means to lay hold of with the mind. And the context is Jew and Gentile partiality. One who discriminates is found only this time in the New Testament in this form. Amazing. No distinction. We're all sinners. We all come out of the sewer. Whatever level you were in. Once Jesus cleans his fish, they don't stink. You understand that? Look at 35. Peter declared, God excludes no one. No nation is excluded. Verse 35 tells you clearly. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. No man is rejected. Whoever fears God works righteousness is accepted by him. Now, this does not mean salvation by works, but after the attitude of Cornelius, who responded to the measure of light he possessed, right? Look at 36 to 38. Peter preached a personal relation with Jesus. The word of God to Israel was preached. Peace through Jesus The emphasis is on the content and the proclamation of the gospel in verse 36. It comes down to one person. He is Christ, Christos, the anointed Messiah, reconciling sinners to God. Peace with God. He was and is Lord of all through salvation, making peace with God, including the Gentiles. Romans 5.1. You made peace with God at salvation. Now you have the peace of God as a child of God. Fulfillment of, of Genesis The promise to Abraham. And you shall all the families of the earth be what? Cursed? No. Blessed. The Gentiles were always included, ladies and gentlemen. Israel got self-righteous and forgot about it. And those who teach the theology of chosen frozen, they have forgotten about it too. Jesus died for the whole world. Notice 37 and 8. The word was the one they knew and were familiar with. It had been proclaimed throughout all Judea. The word for word is rima, the spoken word. Jesus' ministry was all through there. It began from Galilee after the baptism of John, it says. And they were not ignorant to the gospel, but just had not responded to the gospel till now. Many people say, well, yeah, I've heard the gospel. You should tremble, as I said. If you've heard and you haven't responded, you should tremble. The confirmation by God as to the person of Jesus is that he is the God-man. Verse 38. He was the anointed by the Holy Spirit. Doing good, performing miracles, healing, so on and so forth. God being with him. He's going down the, one by one. He's preaching the gospel. Who Jesus is. He's a God-man. He's anointed Messiah. Fulfilling Isaiah 61.1. As Jesus took the scroll of Isaiah in the synagogue of Nazareth in Luke 4.18-19. Anointed by God. And then notice Peter proclaimed the attestation to the person of Jesus through the gospel in verse 39 to 43. In 39, the fact that the apostles were witnesses of all these things and the crucifixion and death of Jesus Christ. Verse 39. A kill hanging him on a tree implies he became a Christ for us. Galatians 3:13. He was God, became man, he did miracles, the Holy Spirit anointed him, and we saw him be executed. 40 and 41. The fact that Jesus was raised and seen by chosen witnesses who ate and drank with him after the resurrection. To us is emphatic. The twelve. 1 Corinthians 15, 5-8. He appeared to 500 all one time. To James and others. And then to Paul last. They ate with him. Luke 24, John 21. They ate with him. And notice 42. The fact that Jesus had ordered the commission of his disciples to preach. Caruso. To herald the gospel to the people. And testify that he was ordained by God. To judge the living and the dead. He's taken them from God. Coming on to earth. Becoming the Messiah. Dying. Appearing. Ascending. After resurrection. And he's coming back to judge. Whoa, Full circle. Is God good to warn us? Absolutely. He's the judge of all. John five twenty-two, Hebrews nine twenty-seven It's appointed unto man to die, and after that the judgment. Notice forty-three, the fact that Jesus was proclaimed by the prophets to him is emphatic. Through his name and belief, one can be forgiven sins only in him, present participle, continuing to believe. You must abide in Christ, continue to believe, transformation, growth, maturity. Development Very important. Now notice what took place then. In verse 44 to 48, the point out of the Holy Spirit by God. In 44, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were present as Peter was speaking. He wasn't even through. He says, and through his name, whoever believes him will receive remission of sins. When that was said... While Peter's speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, because that was the key. They, the minute they said those words to believe and forgiveness of sin," they believed. Whom! You mean, there was no altar call? Mm-mm. Peter, oh, no, no, you're not saved. I didn't give an altar call. You, you can't be saved until I give an altar call. <laughs> really? They experienced the same thing as the book of Acts, chapter 2, in the day of Pentecost. Same thing as Samaria. Wow. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit astonished the Jews, 45 and 6. The six that were there were astonished, thrown on wondermen. That's the word. They had come with Peter as a witness. They will be for a defense later on. In the next chapter, when they go to Jerusalem. It was a work of the Holy Spirit. He says this in Acts 11 12, 15, 17. Who was I to handle? Who was I to say you can't be saved? God did this. And in 46 the Jews heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Wow, there it is. God did this. Some people don't like when God does stuff like that, you know? It doesn't fit with their denomination. Or with their manual. And so in 47 and 48, the Holy Spirit's baptism qualified them for what? Waters baptism. Peter asks if anyone was subjecting. Can anyone forbid this? Of course not. Verse 47. And then Peter commanded that they should be baptized, not circumcised. The article is present. The water of baptism. And then what did Peter do? Oh, he enjoyed the fellowship the Holy Spirit gave him. He stuck around for a couple of days. Had some pork chops and stuff like that. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Are you free in Christ? Not free to sin. Free to glorify Him. To let Him live through you. You understand? The worst thing that a church can do is to make the gospel available only to their own nationality, culture, or race. Worst thing they can do. There is neither Greek nor Jew. Circumcision and circumcision, Scythian barbarian, male, female, so on and so forth. Colossians 3.11, Galatians 3.28. The Scythians were those northern tribes that took their captives, decapitated them, boiled their heads, skinned it, and used it for drinking goblets. I presume you qualify for salvation. They can be saved. If they repent, wow, there's no distinction between Jew and Gentile, for the same Lord overall is rich to all who call on him, Romans 10:12. It's the mystery of in Christ, Jew and Gentile 1, Ephesians chapter 3, two through6. Hidden in ages past, but now made known. The worst thing preachers can do is to water down the gospel from the pulpit. Uh, Not to preach sin, repentance, the need of transformation, judgment. That there's a devil, there's a hell, there's heaven. Better talk about it. All we hear is the good in you. The good nothing in you. That's what they should talk about. To be politically correct, non-offensive, ecumenical, under the guise of God's love. To be motivational speakers. To have people seek their potential to be successful. I hope it helps you in hell. It won't help you in heaven. God has gone out of his way to provide a superior revelation of his Son. Hebrews 1 1 through 4. God, who at different times and in diverse manners spoke in times past to the fathers, has in these last days spoken unto us through his dear Son. Period. Boom. End of the conversation. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, the just shall live by faith, according to Habakkuk 2.4. Wow. God always confirms what he is doing through his word and the Holy Spirit to validate and verify that it's he who's working, not an imitation. God rejects no person who responds to the gospel, regardless of what you've committed, what you haven't committed, What has been done to you. The grace of God is sufficient. He can cleanse you. If you respond in repentance. For he is the propitiation for our sins. And not ours alone. But the whole world. 1 John 2. 2. The whole world. He's the epitome of holiness. All powerful. All knowing. All present. He can't increase. He can't learn. Nothing. Isaiah 45.21 tells us. So don't worry about salvation. That's his department. You worry about your salvation. What you've heard so far. From the evidence of creation, conscience, and history, man is without excuse. Romans 1, 20 through 21, and Romans 2, 14 and 15. Creation, conscience, and history tells you there's a God. It can't save you. Special revelation, John three sixteen and 17, that he sent his only son to die for you. That if you believe, you should not perish. That's special revelation. Now you know the way to heaven. You have to make a choice. God will judge man according to the secrets of his heart by Jesus Christ and the gospel, Romans 2.16 says. And so God has made one and only one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father by me, John 14.6, Jesus. God holds you responsible for the gospel you've heard. God holds himself responsible for the unreached people. He'll take care of it. You're responsible for what you've heard. What are you doing about the gospel? This morning you've heard the gospel. You have to make a decision. That decision will make you one with God in eternity and even now, or it will separate you from Him. But the choice is yours. I would be concerned with that decision if you don't know Jesus Christ, because it's an eternal decision. Cornelius was visited by Peter. Aren't you glad? Because the gospel was brought to all the Gentiles. This was the open door. The preaching of the gospel, the house of Cornelius, consists in these three movements that give to us a very clear understanding that God is sufficient to save anybody and He holds Himself responsible for bringing that about as He is working in and through various people in control of the world. You understand? We just do our part. Cornelius was visited by an angel. Peter was visited by the Lord. And Cornelius then was visited by Peter. And God put it all together. But there was a choice and a will to be exercised. What will your decision be this morning? I hope it's Jesus in repentance.
0: God has done His part. Pastor Xavier Reese posing the challenge to secure your eternal destiny. Now, copies of today's study titled, God is Faithful to Save Man, are available on CD for just $4. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is, God is Faithful to Save Man, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, And thanks for helping us by including the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. And then tell a friend to join us for more Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese right here next time.